Today's episode of the Natural Habitat Podcast is brought to you by the film My Cousin Vinny, starring Woo! Joe Pesci and somebody else. Oh. Who, who else was in that movie? I have no idea. Do you remember that movie? Uh, nope. Uh, Joe Pesci played like a, I think he was a lawyer, like a bad lawyer. And then some guy got in trouble and he was like, hey, don't worry, I'm going to call my cousin Vinny. He's going to help me out. And then Joe Pesci shows up and he's like, hey, what's up here? Let's, let's do some courting. Hey. Hey, you're on the suit. You're all on the suit. That was the worst Joe, Pes- Joe Pesci impression ever. <laughs> Joe and Pesci. So yeah, go watch My Cousin Vinny. Not right now, after the show's done. Uh, we're also brought to you by Meister High End. Try to turn up the music when I get to the real sponsors. Rock that shit. Meister High End is uh, super fresh, well-made accessories for the cannabis connoisseur. So if you smoke weed at parties every once in a while, or, or you've done the pot before, don't worry about Meister High End. Just, just worry about the first thing I said. My cousin Vinny's for everybody. But Meister High End is for the cannabis connoisseur. If you love live cannabis, <laughs> if you like and love it at the same time, like, like me, then you're going to want to go to GetMeister.com and check out the shit that they have. Use the code NHP and save 10%. That's a lot of percent. Also, did you know that we are giving away a stash tray from Meister High End? Yeah, you should check it out. It's pretty badass. The stash tray is dope. and It's uh, kind of a big deal. A little bit. A little bit. And from what I hear, the stash trays are currently not on the market. They are out of stash trays. They have to get more made. So they are currently unavailable if you go to buy one at GetMeister.com. But you can enter our costume contest and win one. All you got to do is email us a photo of you in costume to naturalhabitatpodcast at gmail.com. Boom. That's it. That's all. That's easy. You don't have to fill out any forms. You don't have to provide any sort of uh, credit card information or... Um, or unless, unless you'd like to. Or share a post or, or do a fancy hashtag, unless you want to, NHP costume contest. <laughs> then... Uh, all you got to do is send the picture. Send it over. I'm high and rambling. Let's get into the show. You ready? That was a little premature play, I heard. I, I played it, and then I realized <laughs> that I asked you a question and gave you literally no time to answer. <laughs> and I was like, dick move, Mikey. You ready? Uh, uh. <laughs> the Natural Habitat Podcast. The Natural Habitat Podcast. My name is Count Victor. Who? Count Victor, I said. Count Victor? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's like, uh, you know, it's like Count Dracula, but legal. Like, I didn't want to break any copyrights or anything. My cousin Victor. 
And I am joined by the one and only Count Joseph. Cool recovery. I'll I'll go with it. Uh-huh. All right. Hey. This is hey. this is usually the time when we stop and start over and do this whole thing over again. But it's kind of too late for that. We're already four minutes in. Yeah, this is that scene in Harold and Kumar when they're walking down the hallway and they turn around and look at the door and they're like, we've gone too far. Got to keep going. You get that reference, anybody? Nice. Let us know on, on Facebook or, <laughs> or Twitter if you get that reference. Just a simple yes or no will suffice. I'll know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, so today, before we get into our topic that we came here to discuss... I want to talk about, we got into this weird Google tunnel right before we started recording. Uh, what the hell was that? Oh, no. Uh, that actually reminds me. Can you do that thing uh, where people like open their mouth and like flick their cheek and it sounds like water dropping? Is that a yes? That was it. Or did, or did, <laughs> or did you just play a sound effect? No, that was real. That was it? That was it. I cannot do that. Did you do it? I've, I've never been able to do it. Ever. And I also can't whistle. Oh, really? Fun facts. I'm revealing a lot about myself today. Try it. Let's hear it. Try what? Flick my a, cheek? A, a whistle. A whistle? Here we go. Ready? Quiet on the set. Everybody? Right. I got to lick my lips, right? That's the thing. It's all about moisture. All right. Here we go. <laughs> You're making me laugh. I can't do it when I'm laughing. All right, oh, here. sorry. Hold sorry. on, hold on. Shit, shit. Quite honest, that. Shit, shit. Shit, 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 shit. Hold on, hold on. You sound like an old vagina. Here, this is what I do. Like whenever, uh, whenever I'm like catcalling my girlfriend, because I can't do the like whistle. So I go, uh, I go, whoop, woo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where's that pyramid you were talking about? <laughs> oh, man, I forgot all about this thing. Oh, that's what you need. Mm -hmm. All right, so uh, Brandon Grant actually gave us this theremin for October. They were like, hey, we love the spooky stuff you guys are doing. It's amazing. <laughs> we're into this way more than you know. Uh, which was kind of revealing about them. I didn't know that. So they got kind of weird, maniacal about it, and they were like, we love that you're talking about all this evil stuff. Here is a theremin. Now, I was excited because I've never gotten the chance to play a theremin before. For people that don't know, theremins are something that make this noise. All right, hold on, get back. I'm going to play it. So I just put my hand in here, and I move it around, and it makes different creepy noises. Could be associated with like a creepy graveyard wind, slash alien encounter. Slash Scooby-Doo sandwich. Slash. Slash from Guns N' Roses. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like it. Good job. Uh-huh. So, um, so... I have this theremin now, and I'm going to be playing it for the rest of the month. So if you love theremins, congratulations. If you hate the noise of theremins, I'll see you in November. So, Is that a threat? <laughs> not that way. I mean, you'll be back in November when we're done with the theremin. Not I'm going to come and see you in wherever you live. Uh, in wherever you live. 
I'm assuming that everybody lives inside of something. Simulation? Uh, have you seen Westworld yet? No. Oh my God, because last time I asked you, you said no, and then I asked you again, and you said yes, and then I asked you again, and you said you saw it twice, and now oh. you haven't seen it at all. Wait, ask me again. Have you seen Westworld yet? I totally didn't. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> all right. Look, you, you need to watch it. People out here in the world need to watch it. All right. It's, we'll watch it together soon. It's the craziest shit, all right? It's like uh, we're all in a simulation. Everything no. is... No, we aren't all, but some of us could be. So, segue. Segue into... My name is Paul Blart. <laughs> <laughs> and I write a segue. <laughs> okay, I like it. Uh, so, uh, the rich folk are uh, trying to recruit scientists right now as we speak to help them figure out how to break through the simulation. <coughs> Holy shit. So, sip on that, Kermit. <laughs> <laughs> Do I look like a Maymay to you? <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's crazy, man. Trying to break through the wall of the simulation. Oh, shit. Mm -hmm. That boy, what up? Once you get across to the other side, there's no coming back. So... There's no more there's no more stakes and Vegas shows and all of these things that you love doing. None of that. It's all gone. It's all SpongeGar. <laughs> That's true. Is the rest of this are you just gonna talk and meme the rest of the episode? Hi, I'm Rick Harrison and this is my pawn shop. I work here with my with my dad and my son, Big Hoss. Everything in here has a price. You never know what's going to come through those doors. No, 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 no. Everything in here has a price <laughs> and, and a story. One thing I've learned after 21 years, you never know what's going to come through those doors. Boom! How? Here we are. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck is happening today. We're memed up. But um, uh, what I was getting at, back in the 80s and 90s, there was this huge explosion of hotline numbers where... Every, every product and company and franchise had a hotline number that you could call and hear some sort of pre-recorded message of creepiness. Right. Were you there with me when we were looking this up or was it just me? I thought you were I thought you were there too. Um I don't know. Well chime in, buddy. Tell people what you think <laughs> about the hotlines, man. Uh I don't know. I know that a lot of people don't do them anymore. And they're, they're gone. I know that there was one that circulated a few years ago that was like, uh, it was like some sort of maybe like a suicide prevention or like mental health awareness hotline joke thing. And it'd be like, uh, if you're schizophrenic, then fucking let the voices in your head tell you what number to press. If you're obsessive compulsive, press six 12 times. And it did all these like little things that it went through. And then I remember I heard uh, an album somewhere and they like re-recorded it word for word with someone else's voice and made it a skit. And I was like, you can't do that. Did you nice. just, did you make that bubble noise again with your mouth? You know when that hotline bling. You know when that <laughs> Is that how it goes? Play that shit. Alright. He used to call me on the cell phone. 
Is that Donald Trump? It looks like it. Well, very, very inappropriate. Very inappropriate. Is that what you just what, said? I don't know what you're trying to slip in here. <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? Uh, that's so weird. Mm-hmm. So, some weird's going on. Something fishy's going on here. I'm not how he made it into our show. So, uh, what what I was getting at with the hotline numbers is that we are bringing it back. We're all about nostalgia. We're all about this old school shit. So, what we're gonna do is we're gonna bring back that hotline process. We already have the number. The number is area code three two three five four six. Five one four nine, and if you call that, you will get our hotline. It's now our hotline number. It's a robot. Yeah, it's a robot that goes. Sorry, does not compute. Welcome to the hotline. Goodbye. But it, technically, <laughs> it's a hotline. You know, until we get something figured out. But, well, but yeah, I mean, I I think it'll probably be spooky. It's kind of a hotline. It's kind of a, yeah. It's it's a hotline. And it's a warm line. And you could also leave messages there that could potentially be played on the podcast if you have good enough reception and you're interesting or funny enough. <laughs> it's not a popularity <laughs> contest. We like to hear, you know, uh, messages from everyone. But if you go, oh shit, like the guy that had the fucking public access show and everybody would call in and leave the fucked up messages. <laughs> yeah. That shit was hilarious. <laughs> hey, fuck Venice. Dude, uh, <laughs> that's so dope. That shit was that shit was awesome. It's called for people for people that don't know what we're talking about. It's called Let's Paint, Exercise, and Blend Drinks on Television. Yeah, it's and hilarious. it's some old some old public access show that some dude did in like the late '90s, early 2000s. That's now a YouTube show, and he took calls in LA, and it was turned into just a forum to where rival gang members could uh could like disgrace the other set on tv and people were like calling and be like hey yo fuck ms13 and like all this shit and it It was was just like it was so amazing and you just see him like sweating literally sweating because he's running on a treadmill the whole time but also panicking on the way that his live show is turning out and he's like come on guys let's just let's just be friendly you know what i mean I liked I liked the good the first part the good part but I didn't like that. Everybody last was like critiquing his shit. So they were like, "Oh hey, I like the way you paint yeah, that." The first and half like, would be <laughs> would be legit. The first half would be totally like honest. Oh, so funny. Mm-hmm. They're sneaky, man. Super good. That must have been so much fun. Yeah, for sure. Uh, to be on any part of that, to be the guy that's recording it, to be the cameraman, or to be a caller that actually got their call on. Yeah, no doubt. I would have yelled something even though I had no affiliation with either gang. I would have picked one and been like, hey. <laughs> <laughs> They'd be like, who? <laughs> I would have been like, fuck AP-92s. Whatever that is. That sounds like a computer gang. It does. Or like an airplane, like an old airplane. <laughs> I'm going to have some old army vets all mad at me and shit. Sorry, Air Force vets, stolen valor. Today's a lot of hot words. Holy shit, Jay. All right. Uh, we'll be back after these messages. Should I be playing a commercial right now? <laughs> 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 all right, all right, all right. 
Foolish friends, Freddy Krueger is on your phone. Dial this number now. I've got some tales to tell. Freddy's favorite bedtime stories. <laughs> Dead time stories. All brand new, straight from my boiler room to your home. It's Freddy Krueger on your phone. So dial this number now if you dare. Tell them Freddy sent you. Two dollars the first minute, 45 cents each additional minute. Children, get your parents' permission before you dial. Yeah, kids. <laughs> uh, just just for a future reference, uh, you don't need any permission to call our hotline. Yeah, no, that was very spooky, no? Yeah, that was creepy. And I like how the guy who did the voiceover had no idea what the number was. You know how they usually say the number like five times? He was like, call this number that is going to be shown on the screen after we get it. Yeah. It's not been made available. And I uh, don't sound like Freddy, really. You know what? We're gonna do a quick voiceover for our hotline, okay? All right. I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need clean, quiet on the set, clean audio. <coughs> <laughs> Today, well, that's not how. That's not how it's just like. <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. Let me go back. 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 <laughs> Sometimes. You call numbers. Sometimes people answer. Sometimes it goes to machine. But sometimes it'll say ridiculous things for about 30 seconds. That is a hotline. Call our hotline. The Natural Habitat Podcast. The number on the screen. I thought you were going to help. <laughs> I'm the flashing number on the screen. Okay, sweet. Call now. Pack a bowl. Get high. And give it a try. Only 98 cents per second. <laughs> per second? Yeah, 98 cents a second. It's not bad. Yeah. That's crazy. And we only accept Bitcoin. And what's even crazier is how much money these fucking things used to make. Yeah, the hotline Man. numbers. Yeah, like think, you know what? People today mostly text message. Yeah. Right, and everybody text messages one fucking sentence at a time. It's the dumbest shit ever. I don't know why it happens, but that is the trend. That's what everybody does now. They do one line at a time. It's the most annoying yep. fucking thing ba, ba, ba. in my life. Ba, ba, ba. Ba, ba. Yeah, and I don't even ba, ba. have a phone, and it annoys me. Okay, so um, imagine this. People are doing like 30, 40,000 text messages a month. Yeah. Because of that. Back in the day, text messages were like expensive. Right. Like remember how much, how much was like. I want to say you would only get like 200 text messages. And then after that, you had to pay. Like a regular plan came with like 200 texts. It was like per message. I think in the beginning it was like it was like ten cents per text message or some shit. It yeah. was like a crazy like a maybe even more than that. And you'd be like getting all pissed at people for texting you because when they come in, <laughs> like if you accept them, it would charge you some bullshit. Yeah. And now yeah. everything's free and fucking there's gonna be free Wi-Fi soon. Yeah, think, but they were there was a lick, right? Like motherfuckers were making so much money. Yeah. Man. 
And those hotlines, that's like the same thing. They were charging you whatever per minute, dollar ninety nine per minute. Yeah, and it's a nine. Some... It's a nine hundred number. Those are porn numbers. Yeah, two so, fucking. So you're probably playing porn prices. Would you mind if yeah, I mm-hmm. it's very creepy. Very creepy. So, no, what else is creepy? Yeah, speaking of creepy, segue, Paul Blart. Oh, mall cop on the way. <laughs> <laughs> um. Today, we are here to talk about something. We're not here to ramble high for 20 minutes. What? We are here to talk about uh, cult mentality, in a way. Why? Is it because it's spooky? Uh, It is a very spooky subject. It's very strange that some sort of dark individual can find a bunch of weak people that are just seeking some sort of purpose and point them in this evil direction and get them to kill somebody, get them to drink the Kool-Aid, get them to leave their whole family. And, uh, you know, it's some creepy shit. It's crazy. And I think that the top thing that comes to mind whenever anybody thinks of cults is going to be the Manson family. Even though it was small, it had a huge impact. Some cults were hundreds and hundreds of people. You know what I'm saying? Thousands. Well, those thousands of other cults didn't have Hollywood roots. It's true. I'm strumming my air guitar. <laughs> I wrote them. I got some songs that other people could sing very well, you know? Me too. You do whatever you feel, man. Just yeah, well, then do, I won't, then I won't you do know, Whatever comes in your mind. <laughs> yeah, all right. Write some, write some of the songs that you wrote in prison, man. Yeah. Those are the ones that uh, are sad, man. You know. Groovy. Let's get to some sad songs, man. Groovy. Let's get to some sad songs. All right, let's do it. Let's get to some, some oh sad songs. Oh, my gosh. Why is everything a segue? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's just how it goes, okay? And I'm sorry. So. All right, so. Charles Manson was, uh, you know, a, a strange individual. He supposedly had a rough childhood and uh, moved to Hollywood or to San Francisco, actually, after he got released from prison in the 60s. And he wanted to be a musician. We just listened to some of his music. And it wasn't that great. And he thought that it was amazing. Nobody really saw that. And he was like really bitter at the music industry and kind of a sour individual. So he uh, meets like this, he attracts like this group of followers, these people that become known as the Manson family. And they all move out to this ranch in uh, Chatsworth, California. And it's some little shit ranch. I want to say they relocated at some point to somewhere else out in the desert and made some sort of little community because Manson was convinced that a race war was about to come and that the whole nation was going to get fucked over. And he was going to just hide it out, you know, just hang out with his family, hide it out, and then 
become the king of the African-American movement after they win the race war. How he was going to do that, I, we have no idea. Yeah. But that was his plan. This was this we, guy's plan. We were talking about it earlier, and we couldn't, like, we couldn't understand the line of thinking. Like, what the fuck is he talking about? Like, you know? Yeah. And like, if, it, if it was a race war and we lost, there's no chance. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're a target. You're a fucking, you're the next one to go, you and your little harem. Yeah. The last thing they're going to do is pop out of hiding and then take control. You know some I mean? some like weird little hippie with a fucking guitar. <laughs> yeah. He, he was like, how tall is Manson? He was a small guy. He was a pretty small guy. Yeah, I want to say he was a smaller gentleman. Yeah, and he was like, oh, no. He was definitely not intimidating of any sort. So, like, the crazy thing about him is, is something about a person that can have a... Um, personality strong enough to get you to do things that you know are not real or like not um, I, I don't know like if he can talk you into doing shit that you know is it's ridiculous that you, should, that you shouldn't, that you shouldn't be doing, do yeah that, you know that you know there's consequences for that you know that you know something possibly is not right right you know yeah uh, and the one that's thing, a strong personality the one thing that he had you know that's that's similar with any other, you know, uh, like cult leader or murderer, a lot of murderers and fucking these like crazy individuals is that he was very charismatic and he had the charisma. He would make people laugh. He would make people feel comfortable. And like, you know, women didn't feel like he was creepy, that he was like trying to bang them. He would like make everybody feel comfortable. He would make, you know, Men feel like they were equal to him and not that he was above you or anything like that. And he was that kind of guy that everybody wanted to know, everybody wanted to be around, everyone gravitated towards him. He was always positive with everybody. And from people that are, you know, in a bad spot in life, everybody goes to these spots. And once you get through them, then you realize looking at other people's lives and looking at what you went through that it's a part of life, that life is full of ups and downs. But when you're in it, for the first time and you're young, you don't know. You think that your life is in a downward spiral and that you're fucked. And this positivity is like a ray of sunshine, you know what I mean? It's like the most beautiful thing that you've seen in years and you're living on the streets and fucking people are trying to rob you all the time and you find this guy that just wants to like talk to you and fucking befriend you and help take care of you and shit and like feed you, then that's really powerful to where you almost dismiss the ridiculous things that he says because you're like, okay, you just let Charlie be Charlie because the end result of it is going to be way more positive than whatever you were in before. So it's a weird thing. Cults are definitely like a touchy thing to where what it real, what it boils down to is that the cult members are very impressionable and they'll do whatever they're told. Like you said, why would you fucking, who the hell like listen to the shit that he said and took it seriously? Yeah, who the fuck listens to that shit and takes it seriously? There's something wrong yeah, with I mean, the people that are in the cult just as yeah, much so as with him. It's a certain type of people that get, you know, drawn into cults in the first place. And and I'm not saying like it's <laughs> like a certain 
a characteristic or something. I think it's just a fucking brain malfunction that allows you to be, like, susceptible to some bullshit, you know, that, like, somebody that could come at the right moment and whatever, and you could just be really fucking gullible and get sucked into some shit, right? Like, none of these... They had they had to have some type of information, I think. Like, how, how could you uh, get people to follow you without having some some type of story or, like, some type of information you know, to to power the engine of, like, what you're trying to preach, you know, because you, if you're not preaching, like, religion, if, you know, then, like, he was preaching a race war, well, where's his information come from and what was he using? Yeah. Well, so, like, I, I guarantee he had some shit. Supposedly, you know it saying? was it was Scientology that influenced him, that he read a lot of books from L. Rod Hubbard and some other guy that was, like, a Scientology writer. And that, like, uh, was one of the main things that drove him on his spiritual path. That and LSD. But yeah. I know that uh, on his ranch, there was no books allowed, no watches, no clocks, yeah. no calendars. And uh, if someone had glasses, like a prescription for glasses, they weren't allowed to wear their glasses. Because Charlie wanted them to see the world around them with their natural vision. Yeah, which. So some people just couldn't see. They just walked around with blurry and couldn't see anything, which is yeah. like, that's the ideal cult follower of someone that's blind. You know what I mean? Like literally and figuratively blind. Basically. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so it's like, it's, it's all about really, keeping that information from them. Yeah. Right. So he armed himself with like some racial tensions that were probably happening at the time. And he was like trying to figure out a way to like relate everything to sucker everybody into this shit to, you know, to get to where his mean, like the end of his means or whatever. Yeah. So it's like, it's really strange. It's really strange that people would believe uh, somebody who's so um, uncredible. You know, like, well, <laughs> he's not an insider. Yeah. He's just some guy. He's not uh, uh, privileged to any type of information whatsoever that would make him, uh, you know, he's a convict. Yeah. Even when he met everybody, he was a convict. So, like, I don't know, man. I, I that's a, It's a cr crazy thing how people can just be susceptible to whatever, you know, like, without the internet. The internet exists right now. And people still don't fact check anything. They still talk straight from here, like word of mouth. Yeah. That it's happens true. still today, uh -huh. every day. I've heard this. I've heard that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and nowadays it's like, it's actually a thing where one friend in the group will fact check everything. As soon as somebody says something, oh, I'm Googling that shit right now. You know what I mean? Like that. If one person was smart enough to do that, how come uh, there wasn't one of them in like in the middle of these cults? Yeah, you know, somebody just be like, "Hey, this doesn't seem right." Yeah, this doesn't like, this doesn't line up. Well, those people probably disappeared pretty quick. You know, what yeah. I mean? <laughs> these peaceful <laughs> these peaceful cults were also notorious for having a lot of guns and stockpiling ammunition and shit. So there's no thing to just bring somebody out in the woods and kill them. Because they're asking too many questions or ruffling feathers, you know what I mean? It's like they did. Uh, there was that cult 
I forget the name of it, but they moved to like another country and set up some camp somewhere and a reporter showed up to do an interview and then one person, like one little girl slipped him a note and was like, we were being held here. We want to leave. Her and her mom. Jamestown. You're talking about Jamestown and fucking Jim Jones. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. And then by morning, you know, there was a whole fucking group of people that wanted to leave. So everybody wanted to stay there. And then 12 hours later, it's fucking 16 people that want to leave. So all it takes is that one guy to undo everything that you've been building. So if I was in the point of view of a cult leader, I'd kill that guy, no question. Yeah, yeah, because, you know, I think part of it we could be overlooking is um, people attract other people that are similar to them. And what a fucking scary thought that is, you know, like to think that a, a sociopath like this motherfucker could attract or a psychopath could attract like more psychopaths or sociopaths as well because like they recognize those characteristics in each other and they feel comfortable around sketch yeah. people like that or whatever you know and um like think think about this what if like there's a lot of serial killers in america not just america but around the world like a lot that haven't been caught or like new ones popping up all the time right like there's a certain type of person that becomes that well what if they all started fucking meeting up right and like you know and like attracting each other and like working together and shit you know because it's happened like more or less in certain ways before i'm sure where they would like compete i guess or something like that but i'm i mean like what if they hung out and like became a cult like a fucking what if there was a serial killer cult? yeah and it's possible it's possible now with fucking the internet and how you can mask your ip address and just i'm sure that they're i'm 100 percent sure maybe not 100 percent because that sounds like i'm a part of it i'm 90 percent sure that there is some sort of forum on the internet somewhere that is full of people that actually kill people and like share stories, meet up, share pictures of dead bodies that they fucking have been chopping up for the past week and shit. It's got to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. That's a that's a crazy thought for fucking Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Just the time. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of which the clown shit that's going on now is funny to me. Yeah. But it's like an epidemic, and it's like uh, people are really smart. And they adapted to that really fast, and it's it's become this crazy thing. And the rest of the world is probably looking at it's like a joke, but it's fun. Yeah, it's fun. It's timing, and it's know? cool because because what it is is that whoever started it, I think that it's all a big promotional thing for the new It movie, and that they started it. But whoever started it and put out the first video and made it happen gave everybody the formula for a prank. The formula for a video that's going to get a lot of views, like the formula for something to go viral. All you have to do is shoot it, pretty much. You pretty much just have to have a video of some guy creeped out in a car and show a clown on a street, and you're guaranteed to get a bunch of reactions from it. And I think that in every single city in the United States, there's somebody that is willing and probably going to put on a clown costume and walk around in the streets just because it's funny it's funny now you know what i mean like to be a part of it and to creep people out 
It's almost plot, like plot twist: new fucking most popular costume. Right? What year. if everybody's everybody, a clown? Everybody's a fucking clown. <laughs> All of a sudden, ICP wins again. That'd be so dope. Did you see the thing on the Young Turks? The insane clown policy? No. They used like a big old ICP logo on the back wall, and it said "insane clown policy" instead of "posse." Nice. And that was like they talked about how it was ridiculous that they were calling it terrorism. Yeah, you know, I had this thought the other day that I th if they wanted to make a better name for themselves, they have this huge reach, right? Like they have, they have one of the biggest fan bases in the world, and it's loyal motherfuckers who don't give a shit about anything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's true. they just go wreak havoc everywhere they go, and that's the motto, right? Well, they should have them participate in uh, real causes like go to protests at the Dakota Access Pipeline and like you know th things like that that matter mm -hmm. and actually and there's a we'll do some promo for this there's going to be a march in September of next year 2017 that's going to be like a all juggalo march uh, in Washington DC like to the Capitol, a protest march, and but it's for it's to get juggalos off the FBI gang list. It's not for anything that matters, like an oil pipeline that's fucking yeah. leaking or anything like that. Yeah, if they if yeah, they just right. gave up that journey, you know what I'm saying? Like, stop worrying about it and just do other shit that's worthy causes. You know what I mean? Like, it wouldn't matter anyways. Yeah, because so, like, then everyone would, would be like, yeah, they're obviously not a gang. And if they are, they're fucking doing amazing things. So Exactly. You know what I'm saying? And and I I know that everybody who's an ICP fan is also just like a normal person, you know? And yeah. they, they like, yeah, they have this crazy persona. They just get to let loose or whatever. But they're also good people that just believe in good shit as well you know and and if they could use their fans in that that tour sort of way towards something good like that you know like they could really yeah they could I, really like blow up all over again you know like they have this huge cult following <coughs> since we're talking about cults you know mm -hmm. i mean like the icp fan following is really like a giant cult following and it's like if you it's either been, know yeah. everything or nothing. It's been compared to a cult many a time throughout the years. <laughs> yeah, so like you know you you know everything or you know nothing about it. I think and that I think that the key is that there's been juggalo gatherings forever and people started throwing mini gatherings where they would do it, you know, like they don't ever come to California, so we're doing a mini gathering in fucking San Francisco, everybody come to the park and like ten thousand people show up. Maybe not. Maybe maybe a thousand. And then fucking now that they're doing this juggalo march in Washington, somebody out there, some fucking savvy juggalo that cares about something, should orchestrate a mini march and start doing like mini gathering but mini marches where you find something that is actually like a crazy ass thing that needs to be that needs attention drawn to it and get even if it's just a hundred juggalos in face paint at this thing with signs that's going to get national coverage yeah it'll be a show of force by the fan base and and it shouldn't be just a icp you know that that's a good example but um i think all artists should empower their fan bases to do things 
in their name for their causes and shit, you know? And when you believe in something and you think that your fans will believe in it too and, and you want to make a difference, that's what they should be doing, you know? Like, people don't, people don't use their power as much as they should because they don't realize that they have it, you know? Like, people... People look at their fan base like a dollar amount, yeah. But don't, but don't see like the other aspect that they're real people too that want to like be a part of shit and like, you know, if people are willing to come out and go far away to come see a show and shit like that, they're also willing to go to like a real cause for sure. I can almost guarantee it. Could be crazy. Yeah. We could be changing the future. Right. Maybe somebody famous will be listening and they'll be like, hey, these guys are right. I'm going to do that. Maybe not. Probably not. Well, you know, we could do it little by little. Go out there and make a difference. Charles Manson could have done it. He could have. And you know who who might be orchestrating a new murder? Who? Is uh, Tex Watson, who might be getting paroled out of jail. And some people think he's uh, not dangerous anymore. Some people think he is. And I know that I implied that he might be orchestrating a murder, but that's just allegedly. Well, here's the thought. Here it is. Hold on. Been, Hold that thought. He's. We got to take a break. Oh. Hi, Trish. John's working here. Don't remind me. Can he make it all shift without Duracell batteries? I made these special just for. Guess not. The copper top <laughs> tops them all. All right, we're back. Talking about Tex Watson getting paroled. Here's the thought. Oh, I just got a new battery in it. It's a new Duracell. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel great now. Good. I'm glad. Yeah. So how how you feel about this Tex Watson thing? So let's say he spent more than half his life in prison. Uh-huh. Um, for sure, he's not going to be able to adjust. The world is a different place than it was when he went in. Yeah. Why give him the opportunity to get out and not be able to handle it and then kill himself or somebody else for a way out? Like, you know, I mean, I don't know. Guys who spent their life in there for something like that, they should just stay in there, you know? I mean, like, his life isn't that bad. I mean, I'm sure, like, yeah, he's alive though, you know what I mean? And he's being fed and fucking housed and shit. And yeah, prison's shitty, but he did some shitty shit. Yeah. He killed people and that's what happens, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's I mean, what happens. Like, you gotta, I don't know, you shouldn't fucking kill people. And, but. and one, of the, one of the biggest red flags that I've seen is that he is outraged at Wikipedia right now and wants them to change a bunch of things on his Wikipedia page, but... They're not even like relative things. It's all ridiculous stuff. Like he wants them to add about some job that he had when he was a kid. And he wants them to take out the part about how people don't want him to get paroled. And one of his nicknames, but all of his other nicknames are fine. All the other horrible things that they call him, there's just one in particular that he doesn't like because nobody really called him that and it's not real. So, Which one is that? Uh, it's like bloody... Uh, Bloody Charlie or something like that. Mad Charlie is what it was. Well, that's his new name. Mad Charlie. That's what he's called now. Damn it, Mad Charlie. Getting trolled, you bastard. So, yeah. So, Mad Charlie. And that's a fucking fitting name because he's mad. Why would he write this angry letter and ask them not to call him Mad Charlie? 
Yeah, also, here's the thing, fucking, let motherfuckers go to jail that are supposed to be in jail. People kill people, they should be in there. Yeah, and if he's you know? a 70-year-old man that's worried about his Wikipedia page, yeah, there's something wrong with this guy. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, I mean, like, especially, I don't know, how do you even understand the internet from in jail? How do you fucking know what, it, I don't think it even, like, something like that matters to you. Yeah, it's like... I, opposed the, to everything else that you're dealing with about being locked away and fucking, <laughs> oh no, your mind's in the wrong place, you know, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, supposedly he's going to be out next month in November. Well, uh, what what is your prediction? On if he's going to be paroled or not? Yeah. I think he is. And even if he is, what's, it, what's your prediction? Like, what do you think is his uh, likeliness of recovery or like what what do you think's gonna happen you think he's gonna be all right and just die an old guy or i think that he's gonna get paroled and he's gonna die within two years and he's not gonna have very much eventful things it's gonna be like what do you he's do gonna be like 70 like, years old with no money you know what's gonna happen he's gonna be shawshank redemption he's gonna be red in shawshank redemption when morgan freeman got out and fucking he like had a job bagging groceries at the grocery store and he's like 70 years old and he goes back to his fucking apartment that he's renting and hangs himself that i would you know what i'd like to change my answer to shawshank redemption <laughs> final answer that's what i think is going to happen final answer yeah yeah see at 70 years old what the fuck do you do when you have no money built up for retirement you have nothing. You have, what do you have to look for, forward to, like um, some type of social security or like, you don't even have that if you don't pay into it really, I thought. So, I mean, like, what are you going to get? Some type of welfare for a 70-year-old? And then you probably got medications. Mm -hmm. You probably, like, um, I'm sure there's some type of assisted living, but I don't even think you qualify for that after you murder people and go to prison, for, you know what I'm saying? Like, I think you're in some different type of bracket. Like, if you think about people that who get arrested for um, drug sales or something like that, and then they're not allowed to get any type of assistance or anything else after that, well, what is the penalties of fucking when you kill a motherfucker? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. are, are, are you... Are you still allowed to vote and fucking do everything else as like normal citizens are allowed to do? Or like, what are your restrictions? There has to be something. Mm -hmm. You're not just like, I don't give a fuck if you served your time or not. You killed a motherfucker. You know, that's got to hold some type of weight over like, if you're ever going to be able to get a job or like. Yeah. And what's the deal with him fucking being denied parole 16 times and then getting paroled? What's that all about? You know what I mean? I don't know. They could make excuses about whatever, overcrowding, fucking whatever, but that's all bullshit because they're putting the wrong people in there. Yeah. It's all a bunch of nonviolent drug charges. That's, yeah. Legalize <laughs> all the drugs. Okay, so uh, real quick before we go, I would like to give you guys some signs if you might be in a cult or risking your life uh, being near someone that's in a cult or near a cult trying to suck you in because they're like magnets They try to suck you in they see the weakness Like 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 they're predators and they see the the fright the fear and the weakness in your eyes so if you uh, 
are in any groups of uh, friends or family, quote unquote, that have any of these signs, okay? Opposing critical thinking. Okay? That's one, that's number one. <laughs> so if you're not about to, if you don't like thinking, if you don't like thinking about anything, you just do stuff. Yeah. Don't, don't think about it. Mm -hmm. That could be a sign. Don't think about it. Um, isolating members and penalizing them for leaving. So uh, you should be able to come and go as you please. That is the thing. You, you shouldn't be able to get blocked. This is all going to, this is all turning into the Church of Cranibus as I read it. Um, emphasizing special doctrines outside scripture. We totally do that too with the Church of Cranibus. Uh, seeking inappropriate loyalty to their leaders. I think that we've asked for pictures of tits and dicks more than one time. And uh, we also ask people to give us all of their money. So the, those that's on the list. Uh, right. Dishonoring the family unit. I believe... I believe we're great at that. On a couple occasions, that's happened. Uh, crossing biblical boundaries of behavior. So yes. And last but not <laughs> last last but not least, <laughs> separation from the church. Holy shit, Jay. Yeah. So, okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, turns out Natural Habitat Podcast is a cult. It turns out we are a fully functioning cult. I didn't even know until this, until we did this. Um, here's your sign. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I might get sued for that. You might. I don't think you could say that. Yeah. We're gonna bleep that out. Here. Oh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna delete that. Say it again. I'm gonna add some bleeps. All right. Go. Say it. Say here's your sign. I, you're just gonna add bleeps, so it's gonna be bleeps anyway. Well, it has to go. Here's bleep 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 bleep. Yeah. <laughs> there, I did it for you. Okay, it's all done. Right, all right, it's done. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it! Forget about it. I'm just gonna cut all this off. All right. Natural habitat recordings.